I want to play you some audio that is kind of emotional, to say the very least. It was a voicemail that was left for one of our colleagues here at AM 640, 640 Toronto, Global News Radio. And it is from a fellow named Wayne. Have a listen. We are homeless. We are in what is a converted contractor's cap. Uh, so it's, it's just bare essential, like beds type of thing. Um, but we're trying to get a point across to all these. We're, we're not allowed to go out shopping or anything like that. We have to be self-isolated. We did go down to the Florida. We left Florida in January when things started to get bad and we traveled north. But we've been self-isolated for two weeks. But we have no room for food supplies, uh, drink or water, really, for any length of time. We still have to do shopping and we have to go out. We, we don't have a physical house, per se, with hot water running and you name it, cooking facilities. What is to be done to help people like us in this instance? Please spread this word around somehow so that we get some kind of recognition and answer to our our situation here. Please help us. That's a caller named Wayne who left that message on one of my colleagues' uh, voicemails here at 640 Toronto. And obviously Wayne has some sort of shelter because they're in a vehicle, but they don't have running water and they are concerned about COVID. COVID-19 could soon explode within Toronto's homeless population as government actions to curb the spread of the illness have the opposite effect on those living without housing. We're joined now by Rafi Aaron, who's a spokesperson for the Interfaith Coalition to Fight Homelessness. Rafi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today, Kelly. I'm sure you're dealing with a lot of people like you just heard that call from Wayne that are, you know, either living in some sort of limited shelter or living on the streets that are just wondering what they're going to do now, um, you know, after the government's action to flatten the curve have basically um, affected them in a negative capacity. Can you talk about that? Well, there is good news, uh, you know, as of yesterday. And um, I want to commend and congratulate Mayor Tory on taking the decisive and what I feel and many others feel is the only action that can help prevent homeless deaths. And that is the acquisition of hotels and, and vacant buildings so that um, these people can self-isolate and that they can be somewhere 24-7 and have meals and be looked after. So this is a, a really big step. All right. So the the mayor announced that yesterday. Do you know how long it's going to take to spread the word and also to get everything in order to get people off the streets during COVID-19? Yeah, that is really the big question. The race is on. Um, We're we're racing against the clock here because the uh, facilities that people are living in are not, uh, you know, do not have the proper social spacing. I've seen photographs of both shelters and lineups uh, for either food or to get into shelters, and they are in complete uh, violation of all the health protocols, um, you know, that are coming down uh, to us by governments. So it's really a race, uh, and this is going to be a massive deployment effort, and it's 
probably the first time that something like this has ever been done in Toronto's history. And we have to hope that it can go smoothly and, as you say, really quickly. Rafi, um, how how challenging is this going to be for you? Because I would imagine there'd be some resistance from people that are homeless right now on the streets on, on trusting if this is going to be a safe place for them. And while we're at home, the reality is there are more homeless on the streets. I'd love you to explain why and, you know, how difficult it's going to be to gain their trust because they are concerned. A lot of them are dealing with mental health problems as well. Well, I don't think it's going to. What essentially happened was that the whole social structure um, that people who are homeless depend on collapsed. And that happened because the 24-hour drop-ins closed, meal programs closed, um, the libraries that people use, um, public spaces, the YMCAs. Um, And uh, if you have if you don't have a credit card now, it's very hard to purchase anything with cash. So people are, there are hundreds upon hundreds of people just wandering the streets. And uh, colleagues that I know have been doing this, you know, for the majority of their life, say they have never seen anything like it. So these people are wandering our streets in search of food, uh, shelter, and washrooms. And, um, I don't think that it's going to be hard um, to get them to come into a hotel room um, or a room that is specifically for them, um, you know, with a washroom and food. I think people are very, very worried about the conditions, the overcrowded conditions um, and the the facts that, you know, the, the cots were not there was no social spacing between cots or when people you're talking about the shelter system yeah so i think people will embrace this good good to hear um the ontario health officials say that homeless uh the homeless should be in a priority testing group when it comes to testing for covid19 what are you hearing about testing um i i right now all i know is that there is a backlog uh, of testing right now uh, in the city, uh, you know, for uh, regular folks. So I, I, I really don't know how that would work and if they will make it a priority. Do you think that's part of the problem? I, I think about the fact that um, people that have been working with, um, you know, with the homeless in the homeless sector for years say that, um, if we would have got to this sooner, if we would have got our ducks in the row, we would never have been in this situation. Do you think that that us and them mentality is a real problem? Because you said regular folk. Well, I, 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 I just meant that the general population, there's, there's a shortage of testing kits right now. Yeah. Um, that, that's really what I was referring to. But you have hit on something that is essentially what the real issue is here. And it's not us or them. It's that there was a shelter and housing uh, emergency that had to be declared, uh, you know, a year ago, and it wasn't. And in a case like that, if it had been, then there could have been a task force of three governments coming together to find vacant buildings to, Mm -hmm. you know, so that we weren't in these overcrowded conditions to begin with, right? And then, then when you're dealing with a health crisis, you know, you don't have nearly as much work. You know, all the ducks, as you say, are in a row. So essentially what we had is 
a pandemic dropped into a shelter and housing, you know, emergency, and you're dealing with two issues instead of one. I understand that uh, now that we have the hotel rooms uh, being offered up and the city's going to procure as many of those for homeless uh, people that some of uh, at least your work will, your load will be lightened. But who are um, uh, among the homeless the most vulnerable in your mind that you're most worried about during this COVID-19 pandemic? I'm actually worried about everybody because this is a very high risk population. And so... You have people that have compromised immune systems. You have people with pre-existing health conditions. Many of them are respiratory illnesses. Um, And uh, again, having people right now, hundreds upon hundreds, wandering the streets or in conditions where it could spread so rapidly, you know, from the photographs that I've seen, I'm worried about anybody and everybody in the shelter system. But particularly, I guess, those with the pre-existing conditions. And there is a large segment who are elderly, who are seniors, who fall into mm-hmm. that high-risk category. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm worried about them, and I'm just, I'm just worried in general. There's a lot of sleepless nights here. Well, Rafi, I'm sure when people get into the hotels uh, and, and safe in a, in a room, the next step dealing with our, our homeless crisis is making sure that these people know that they're not alone as they're self-isolating and that there are uh, people that care about their well-being. I agree with you. Yes. Rafi, thanks so much for joining us and uh, bringing this to our attention today. Thank you for having me, Kelly.